You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous, the podcast about Broadway flops, scandals, and new work. I'm your host, Ebony Vines. And I'm your host, Pamela Shandro. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Thank you. you. This is actually the episode that I wrote down. Everyone's taking everything so personally. (laughs) Episode four, which is called The Song. Smash! (laughs) Which I, I mean, the song is fitting. I because it all revolves around this one night concert that Ronnie is putting on. Um, I'm so, I was so. Oh, shoot. What? Well, we didn't talk about the end of, of episode three, where they figure out that, that Julia stops arguing with the, um, stops arguing with the dramaturg. Okay. Isn't that episode three? I don't think so. Is it four? I feel like it's in it this takes episode. Her two, it takes her two episodes. Yeah. Oh my God. I okay. know. And even then you're like, and then it like, it's, it's like immediate. It's like, I hate you. Let's go to the Berkshires. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, it's okay. Um, so we open on this one night concert with Ronnie Mm-hmm. You've got Ivy and Karen are both in it as backup mm-hmm. singers and dancers. You've got a bunch of other dancers around. We're seeing her sing this. Uh, everyone's got love or what is the name? I of got song? love. I got love. Yeah. And she's singing it. Apparently this is her staple song that everyone loves when she sings and she loves singing it. And it's great. But we thought that the whole idea of this one night concert was so that she could change the image that she's portraying to the public. Right. And so Derek is like, we're not, why are we singing this? And like, we need to sex it up. Right. Because that's what you asked me to do. Right. That's Mm -hmm. what we agreed on. And like, that is why I'm frustrated with this one night concert and with Ronnie, because that is exactly what she asked for. Right. But now she's putting the brakes on at every, every moment. Well, she did say she was scared. Of course. She said in the last episode, she told him, she was like, I'm scared, but I need to do it. And so, so so he needs someone to remind him of that because he doesn't, it's like he smells fear and then wants to eat the person. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. (laughs) Totally. He's like, you're scared. I will eat you whole. But then you've also, because we didn't have, we didn't know about this before, but she also has a momager. Her mother has been her mom, very much like Chris Jenner of the Kardashian family. Yeah. She, Stephanie Mills. Yes. No, wait, it's not, it's, it's um, not Mills. It's Steph. Isn't uh, Stephanie. No. What is her name? I'll Shoot. cut this part out. I'm going to search it. I feel like it's Loretta something. No, it's not Loretta divine. No, it's not Loretta divine. Shoot. Cheryl-Lee Ralph. Thank you. I knew it started with the S. And I knew there was an L name in there. 
so Cheryl Lee Ralph plays Ronnie's mom yeah. and is has had full control over her career we are led to believe yes and is trying very hard to maintain her control which is and also I believe at was odds. in a stage version of the Wiz. I think so I think she yeah. was yeah. yeah um she's I mean she's done Broadway she's done TV right she's, I think she's I think done that's their little well. callback though yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she's um I think that's why there's also kind of this at odds. I think yeah. Ronnie wants to change, but doesn't feel like she can because she's being held back by her mother. And because Derek is also so bombastic in his approach to her, she's also mm. kind of like, I don't feel now I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Like I, you know, and that is very true. If you don't feel comfortable in your own skin, it will never be a good performance. And so yeah. I think he's forcing her to do things that she doesn't feel comfortable with physically. So now she's in her head about it. And then you've got mom on the other side going, baby, we've made a career doing the same old stuff. Let's just do the same old stuff. Well, now she's also got Bravo to come and record the whole thing. So instead of a thousand people in the audience, now you've got millions. Mm -hmm. Ebony, that's the second time you have yawned. I'm sorry. I told you I was late <laughs> watching the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, know I don't think you're boring. Come on, Pamela. You know I, I don't. I know you don't think I'm boring. I just wanted to know if I was keeping you up. No. <laughs> no, I know it's okay. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, but also though, there's been kind of this discussion um, with Derek and Karen and then Karen calls Jimmy and Kyle because Derek is like, we need a song for her. We need a new song. And so Karen's like, oh, a light bulb. I know these two songwriters. So brings yeah. them in, doesn't get permission first. But again, that's beside the point, I guess, because nobody gets permission from anybody. They all just do whatever they want. <laughs> Damn the consequences. So Jimmy and Kyle show up and Derek's like, what are these two doing here? And she's like, they've got songs. You asked for a song. And Tom is yeah. like, I'm the musical director. I get to choose. And so Derek's like, fine, listen to their songs and choose. Yeah. So they're sitting in, a, in this room and like Jimmy's just playing song after song. And Tom's like, they're good. They're just not Ronnie. I yeah. know Ronnie's voice and this isn't her. She's musical theater, but she's all like, she's Ronnie. Yeah. So they're like, we'll write a new song. And she's, and he's like, I mean, I guess that's fine. He doesn't make any promises. He's like, maybe I'll come and listen to it. I don't know. I've got a job to do. You, I guess just be you. Right. So then well, he leaves and because he hmm. needed it by the end of the day right. because he was going to have to arrange it and everything. Yeah. So he basically yeah. says, get me something by the end of the day. So I've got time to arrange it, but I don't yeah. make any promises. Yeah. So they sit down and they're trying to write this. Jimmy's got a great hook, which is like four words. And he sings them over and over again. I'm like, you yeah. didn't change anything. So like, how am I supposed to know that this is a good song? It's just yeah. four words. <laughs> uh, and Kyle's like, oh, well, let me try to help. And Jimmy's like, no, I need some space. So Kyle's like, okay, cool. I'll just leave. And then Karen comes in. He's like, will you please stay? And Karen's like, okay. Well, he, she helped him first <laughs> right. because he would kept singing those four words the same way. I can't let go. And she's like, sing it up. I can't let go. And she's like, yeah, that's it. I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> 
but so she sits down and Kyle comes back and he like sees them together and he's like in his mind going what you asked me to leave because you needed yeah. space and now this girl is in here so then again there's another person taking things personally and you're just yeah. like oh <laughs> like theater people are the most sensitive so this is totally. even though this is annoying this is real accurate it is real accurate <laughs> I think that's why maybe that's why I'm taking it so personally <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do it's kind of discover a little bit more that jimmy's got a drug problem in this scene though because before he sends kyle to go kyle's like what can i do to help you yeah. and he's like maybe get some coke <laughs> it was like whoa yeah he was like he wanted coke weed or something else and kyle yeah. was like i'm just gonna leave. um yeah i'll give you some space <laughs> yeah space is all <laughs> i can give you right now the only drug he needed was karen or should i say well, for now special k <laughs> Wait, let me say it again so that it's clean. Ready? But we find out he doesn't really need drugs. All he really needed was some special K. <laughs> and by K, I mean Karen. <laughs> oh, bless. It's getting funnier the more and more you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> yeah it feels here's the thing and this I think is the foreshadowing that's coming into play mm-hmm. Jimmy Jimmy's concept and Jimmy's book and story is basically about how this man lives for for singing but doesn't trust people easily and then a woman comes in and all she wants to do is listen to his music and all he wants to do is play her his music and then she betrays him so I feel like this is all kind of like this is his pattern that he's falling yeah. into and I don't know what the betrayal will be, but I can't imagine that it's going to end in any other way. Like it's because of him, like he doesn't seem the kind of person to just live and love. I do remember how this relationship ends. So I won't say, okay, don't <laughs> don't. Cause I'll come up with more predictions later. Okay. It'll be very exciting. <laughs> something's gonna happen <laughs> but it all is I feel like there's this parallel now from hit list to this right. real life you know relationship yeah. um but the importance of this is that Bravo like they didn't know that Bravo was filming until Jimmy and Kyle were asked right. to come in so now the pressure is heightened because it's not right. just this one night performance only it's this is going to be something that is going to exist in the media realm forever and mm-hmm. it has a huge audience and for them to have a song in it would be amazing right right um we also find out at the top of this episode that nick is missing i know that i mentioned that in like a couple of episodes ago but we don't really oh, know yes. that until this episode like because right, it that, got the deposition. that well there's like mm. and there's a tiny little line that you that you may not remember from the episode three okay where you know right before julia comes in the room to like chide um eileen for hiring a dramaturg she does say that she does mention that nick is gone somewhere like she does mention that on the phone but it was just like like this one line you had to catch in that phone conversation um the way that we, the way that I heard it at the beginning of this episode is because Jerry and Eileen are talking and Jerry's like, just go into the deposition, tell them that you didn't have any idea. Nick's not here to corroborate the evidence. He's, you know, he's in the wind. Um, So we'll get off. 
I don't understand why Jerry, he has no concept of, I'm sorry, keep going. And we'll find this out at the very end of this episode where I can say, I told you so, because I totally called it. (laughs) But Jerry is playing both sides here. He's making it seem like he's being a good guy to Eileen while he's the one that manufactured the problem to begin with. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So his, by him saying, just lie in the deposition, it does a couple of things. It saves his, it protects his investment because he's invested his money now. Yeah. But it also puts him in a position of power over Eileen because he knows that she lied. And it also means that there's something else that if she steps out of line again, he can pull up later and maybe she gets arrested for perjury. Right. So do you know, like there's, he's, he's calculating and skeevy. Totally. Ugh. But yeah, I just, I hate people like that. And they exist. They really exist. They really do. The the thing I was, I was going to add to that was that because he is so skeevy and all of the things that you said, he can't fathom anybody else not being at that level. Right. Yeah. And that she, like, she really does love Nick. Yeah. She does. Yeah. So like to her, it's, there's no way she's going to throw him under the bus, but like Jerry w- has thrown her under the bus. Yeah. Well, let's, let's stay on that storyline and we'll take it yeah. to the end because that's really a beautiful storyline. Yeah. So we have this scene and then later on, Eileen, you can just tell that the weight of the world is on her shoulders. Yeah. And she walks back into her apartment and looks up and who's standing there in front of her, but Nick. Yeah. And so there's this elation, but also kind of this, ah, oh, what's going to happen? You know, cause yeah. this is the night before the deposition. Right. And mm-hmm. he says, I'm going to turn myself in. And she's like, no, no, like, let's not, we're not, we can do this stuff together. Like this, you don't have to go in haste here. And he's like, no, no, like, I want you to be able to say that you didn't have any part. You didn't know. I'll tell them you didn't know. Yeah. You just go to the deposition. I'll turn myself in and it'll be fine. Alarm. Uh, And, and we'll be fine. And she's like, let's not make any decisions. Just stay the night, you know, Mm -hmm. just let's just go to bed. But Mm -hmm. then the next time we see them, at the deposition and after there's another scene with Jerry and Eileen and Jerry's like, so how'd it go? Uh, and Eileen says, Nick turned himself in and mm-hmm. told them that I had no knowledge. And Jerry's like, great, fantastic. And she goes, and then I did the deposition as well. And Jerry's like, what? And she said, and I told them that I knew. Mm-hmm. And so basically they agreed to allow the money and for bombshell to move forward as long as Eileen has no part in it. Yeah. But what I love about that scene is that she says it was her love for Nick. Yeah. And she even calls Jerry on it and says, Jerry, you couldn't possibly understand Mm -hmm. that there are reasons bigger than yourself Mm -hmm. that I love him and I couldn't let him take the blame for me yeah it was beautiful but yeah, now, it was. are we gonna see eileen anymore in this show yes we will okay, i promise good, good. Yeah. because that was what i was like oh, this isn't like a goodbye episode no, for her it no. felt like that so we follow eileen at the very end of the of her time in this episode she calls together the troops again and she says okay 
we're going to head to Broadway. We can take bombshell to Broadway. We've got yeah. the money back. We've got the show and everyone's elated. Mm-hmm. But I think the wording that she used is you, you can take it to Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. And you. was it Tom that said, wait, or no, it was a Julia that said, yeah. you said you take it to Broadway. Yeah. What about, what about you? And Eileen was like, well, that's the condition. I, you can take bombshell. I can't have anything to do with it, mm-hmm. which leaves Jerry in full control over <laughs> Well, excuse you. (laughs) Sorry. All right. I feel that way about Jerry too. Yeah. Allergic. And also his, 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 uh, partner in crime, literally. So that is the end of the episode. Jerry is having a private conversation. He's writing out a check. He's talking on the phone to nameless somebody who Mm -hmm. I told you so is Ellis and says, I'm writing you a check for the next amount. Thank you so much for those files. Everything is underway and I don't want you ever to contact me again. And the second amount for the check was $50,000. Oh man, I hope Ellis gets his comeuppance along with Jerry. They're just horrible people. Horrible people. Horrible. Horrible. Because let's just remind our audience, the reason that Ellis was fired to begin with is because he poisoned Rebecca Duvall so that she wouldn't be in the show anymore. Even though he's the one that got her in the show by sleeping with the assistant and then treating the assistant like a piece of garbage. But because the assistant then treated him like garbage back, then he was like, well, I don't want your girl in my show anymore. So Ivy can have it. So he only did that when he overheard Alice saying Mm -hmm. terrible things about him. Yeah. So he deserved it. Alice is awful, but Alice is one of those people that just doesn't understand that he's done anything wrong. Which is like Jerry. What is yeah They're the like, same person? They are the same person. So you've got Derek and Jimmy and you've got yeah. Jerry and Ellis. Ugh, but at horrible. least Derek and Jimmy ever feel bad about literally yeah. anything. And that's true. <laughs> that's true. Ugh. So so that's that. Now let's yeah. go back to the to the to the one night only concert. Okay. Cause that that's Cause I was fun. so sad about, I mean, like I love her and the sacrifice that she made for the good of the show and for the good of everybody involved yeah. is something that Jerry would never do. Yeah. And, and really in that conversation, the three Derek, Tom and Julia are fighting against it because Jerry, they know Jerry is a terrible human being Yeah, that would never make that kind of sacrifice for them. Yeah. So yeah Cause she all- says, Y'all know how I feel about Jerry. And Julia goes, yeah, and we feel the same. (laughs) Uh And who wouldn't? Yeah. Who wouldn't? But it's it's scary to think now because I can only imagine that they must think that some they can't really do the show with Jerry. Something's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. That the people that were loyal to Eileen are either going to be brought to their knees. You either come down on your knees and apologize to me. I'm your God now, or I can just replace you. I feel like, you know, I know, I know, but I, I, the, the, um, I will say to our audience who, you know, if this is the first time you're watching through smash and like you love Eileen as much as you do as we do Mm. just remember how a few episodes ago, um, she like somebody was mentioning how she was like a Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. So don't forget (laughs) that because she really is. All right. Just a little up note. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't imagine that they got rid of Angelica Houston. I know. Like, 
who knows, maybe she had another project come up that she had to leave the show for and like right. wanted to leave it in a way that, so I'm, I'm glad that I, I hear that she's back. So that's mm-hmm. good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we're led to believe that this one night concert is like being put together in 24 hours. Like that's how quick this is moving, which doesn't, it doesn't compute to me, but this is the land of TV. So I've got to, I've got to have some, you know, ugh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> because they keep on changing. And like, even to the very end, nobody knows what the show is going to be. Well, but that's also what happened with Smash, right? I mean, with the um, yes. bombshell. Yeah. Because the last true. song, the audience was coming. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom and Julie are running yet. through the audience <laughs> that is getting their snacky bits. Oh, and, and yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. That was a little unbelievable as well. Mm-hmm. Only because then too, it's like, she's in the show the whole time. When is she going to learn that song? Intermission. <laughs> I guess they're like back there in the dressing room while playing on the piano. Oh, the, the anxiety. I, ju- oh. I would not ever be able to do something like that. Just the, just thinking about it makes me anxious. <laughs> Derek is definitely pushing Ronnie in a sexual direction that she's not comfortable taking. So there is this kind of um, another ultimatum scene between Ronnie's mother, Shirley Ralph and Derek, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where Derek's like, you know, pushing, you know, he's driving into the ground saying, no, no, this is what I'm doing. This is what she wanted. This is who I am. And Cheryl is like, Hey, listen, she's not comfortable and this all falls on her. You can direct this and go somewhere else tomorrow, but she's stuck with it. Right. So if you're not comfortable doing what she wants, then you can go. And then she says, and just so you know, do you, I mean, just, you know, so that we're talking about the same thing here. Do you really want the critics to look at what you've done with her and say, and, and, and be reminded of this sexual harassment kind of issue that's been following you around? And then she's like, and we can find another director. In fact, Tom is sitting right up there. And I yeah. think he'd be a great because he knows her. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that was good. And so Derek is Derek like caves though. There's this great scene with him and Tom. <laughs> I, know. I loved it. I loved it too, because I am I like all over the place. I don't think we can go there yet though. Oh no? No, Why? because that's when, that's when they're sitting at the table but we haven't gotten to the the bit. There's a huge chunk that happens before they're sitting at that, that lunch table. Okay. You want to talk? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so Jimmy's spent hours writing his song and yeah, he's been there the whole day. Yeah. All day long writing the song. Um, and then he, he tries to present the song to Derek, but after what you just talked about, Derek's oh, like, yeah. we just have to go back to, the regular stuff like we can't use the song jimmy gets pissed off as he always does and in his feelings and runs off he well he tries to throw a punch first he does and he i i didn't mind the standoff because i was like finally somebody staring (laughs) dicky Derek in the eyeball yeah but he did it in such a dick Derek way that then it was like uh i kind of was like listen it like oh i'm not gonna say that um Terrible person, the terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> yes. No, I can't. I wasn't. I didn't want to say that because we'd go too explicit. <laughs> okay. 
that's probably yeah. good. This is a smart move. <laughs> <laughs> um, like and Karen so, is also there. It's this yeah. is this weird though, like caveman to caveman standoff over a woman. Totally. It's like Karen is like Jenny well, over and the song, Derek's really. Like, it wasn't really well, about her. Well, it was, but then Derek made it about her because when Jimmy stood up to him, then Derek was like, it's all right, Karen. He's just trying to impress you. Yeah. And that's when Jimmy was like, no, you're right. It's, you don't have to, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then runs off like a little yeah. toddler who didn't get his way. Yeah. And disappears, presumably disappears for the entire night. Uh, yeah. Karen is trying to get in touch with Kyle, who's incredibly upset with her because Jimmy's disappeared again. And he basically says, Jimmy has a trigger. And once you pull it, he'll disappear. It could be for hours. It could be for days, uh, but he's been triggered at this yeah. point. And so he's gone. Kyle's looking for him. Um, Karen is trying to get any information that she can, but Kyle is ignoring her. Yeah. Then later on. So, I mean, all of that's happening at the same time. We see this episode or this scene between Tom and Derek where Tom is basically like, uh, you know, when you cave, he's like, I mean, like, I want to see you cave because sometimes yeah. you're a, you're a jackass. Right. Yes. But when you cave, I like, I like you, you even less. <laughs> it was so brilliant. He was like, you know, so, and then he finishes up. He says, listen, you listen to this song. You read this song that these two boys wrote because they are the real deal. And if you and tell anyone, right. I'll, I'll, I'll deny it. <laughs> Uh-huh. but leaves the sheet music with Derek and we see Derek reading it and starting to smile about it, likes it. And then because Tom yeah. saw the last bit of the interaction when yeah. he, he was standing there at the door and Karen looked at him and like kind of slumped. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, uh, I'm just tired. And I don't well, know. And she's like, I don't want to be in the middle of this. Yes. Like all I wanted was to make good theater. I know. <laughs> I know. Listen, this should be another t-shirt. When you are making theater, you cannot avoid the drama. <laughs> great t-shirt. That's a great t-shirt. We should get a merch store. We should. I have a friend who's really good at graphics and okay. has a store on Etsy. I'm going to send her that line you just said. Awesome. <laughs> but so mean okay so i think we've all talked about all of the stuff that happens between that scene and the next let me just read through my notes really quick okay um okay so jimmy shows up again he's at the stage door of the theater karen yeah. sees him he's like i've been waiting for you he's, he's definitely been doing high. drugs oh yeah. yes uh like happy high like yeah. uh, i want to kiss everything high yeah. he probably kissed the dumpster while he was waiting for karen that's the truth <laughs> and karen is like well let's just go inside you can sleep it off in my dressing room and he's like no i can't go in there and and she says to him something very poignant he's yeah. she's like you go there to show them that even through disappointment you show up and you respect the work that's right which he hasn't been doing obviously no, because no. he ran away and hid and got high. Right. But he, he doesn't take her advice to go into the theater, but he does, he does listen to it and ruminate on it. And when yeah. he goes away, she goes into the theater. We discover through a costume change that Shara Lee Ralph did not approve that 
Yeah. Uh, Ronnie has decided to go ahead and, and change things up and do things the way, a little bit the way that Derek wants, but a little bit the way she wants. They've, they found this hybrid. It was through a song montage. Another one that happened. (laughs) Yeah. And I can't remember the name of the song, but it's pretty well known. I did. I don't know why I didn't write it down. Um, Oh, everybody loves you now. Yes, yes, yes. That's what it was. Everybody loves you now. And Kyle is Kyle starts singing it when he's oh, still yeah. looking for Jimmy. I remember and then, that was good. It was. Very and then angsty. it what'd you say? Very angsty. Yes, very angsty. And then <laughs> um, and then Ronnie is singing it in her dressing room. And then backstage when she's like Pamela said, thinking and ruminating over like mm-hmm. how to, because she had a, con- we, we didn't say this part, but she had oh, yeah. a conversation with Ivy, you know, when yeah. they were having their lunch and, she, you know, she was just asking about uh, Tom, Tom or not Tom, um, Derek. And Ivy said, you know, he, all the things that are true, like he'll push you and make you want to kill him. And, uh, and want to quit until mm-hmm, you get the performance that- of your yeah. life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that song, everybody loves you now, you know, it was when she was like thinking about what Ivy said and thinking about mm-hmm. the fact that she wants to change her image and, you know, she's scared, yeah. but she said, this is what she wanted. So she really has to like, do it. It's true. And in any transition that anybody ever makes, you have to take a step of faith. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's never going to be an easy thing from, to switch from one to the other. There always has mm-hmm. to be this moment where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Is there going to be you know, land there for me to step on, or am I going to fall? I don't know, but you have to just take that step because you just don't know. Um, and she decides to go ahead and take that step. Uh, so she does the opening number in that sexual direction that Derek wanted to take her. And they have also decided to go ahead and add Jimmy's and Kyle's song into the show and she actually ends with it and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't catch the lyrics before the title before, (laughs) It is called, I can't let go. (laughs) It's beautiful. Do we know who wrote that? Let me look that up. Because I think it was the boys, but I'm not sure. It sounds like a song in Aida. Huh? Um, It's so strange. He doesn't show me more affection than he needs. Oh, that song. Yes, and I can't yes. Really that one either, but it was like, I wonder if the same. Oh, it was were... Shaman and, and Whitman. Oh, okay. Yep. So it wasn't, they, they weren't attached at all, but it sounded very similar to that. And I couldn't get it out of my head afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so she finished with that number and then did something again, just incredibly unbelievable. She asks for Jimmy and Kyle to come on the stage to take bows with her at the end of the show. And I'm like, you guys, this would never happen ever. I mean, she might mention their names and say, actually they're here tonight, Kyle, blah, blah, blah. But they wouldn't get final bow with her. Anyway, (laughs) no, no, they wouldn't, but it's a dream come true for everybody. Mm -hmm. Or is it? I don't know. That's the end of the, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. That theater, uh, I I think that was the 175th Street Theater. Oh, okay. Um, it's it, it's um up in Inwood. I've been to it a few times. I, I didn't real like when I went to it, which wasn't the first time, was like 2014. Yeah, it was still like in the middle of being, you know, having some restoration. And uh. 
um, there have been some changes because Lynn really, really um, was a champion to help it. That's his hood, kind of, yeah. a little north of his hood. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's beautiful. I lived in Washington Heights when I first moved here. And Juliet, my friend, lived in Inwood. So I constantly was walking between one neighborhood and the next so that we could walk our dogs in Inwood Park. And <laughs> That's cute. it was good. I like that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of friends up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Thanks so much, geeks, for listening. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wait, I'm going to like turn this into an NPR. Thank you so much. If you'd like to donate, you can contact our Patreon page. (laughs) It's true. We do have one. We do have a Patreon, but we don't have any content on there yet. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you want to see, what you want to hear, and we'll do it for you. You know how to contact us. (laughs) Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our podcast, Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGABWAY and on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous. And if you want to tell us how much you love us or you have a great story about one of the shows we've talked about, Drop us a note at TGABWAY at gmail.com. Until Until next time, time, geeks. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.